You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, good morning. So good to see you. When you think about expectations, what comes to your mind? You would have had certain expectations when you woke up this morning for your day. I know my husband has an expectation that he walk, when he walks into the kitchen, there will be oats and milk for him to make his breakfast. I have a certain expectation that when I'm driving, the people in front of me will be going the speed limit. <laughs> Coming to church, I'm sure you may have had some expectations. For example, knowing that after service, you'll be able to get coffee. Expectations can be either realistic or unrealistic. They can be healthy or unhealthy. And for some people, they can either have high or low expectations. I'm sure most of us have heard this before, this statement that says, if my expectations are low, then I won't be disappointed if those things aren't being met. Often we form expectations automatically without conscious effort. They come from from our family of origin and they come from our personalities. And when expectations aren't met, it can lead to, at times, pain, frustration and disappointment. And sometimes the need to place blame on something or someone to make us feel better. So what is the definition of expectation? Expectation is defined as believing that something is going to happen or believing that something should be a certain way. We have expectations for so many things in our lives and expectation can create hope and anticipation. I read this the other day and I want you to have a look at this and see what you think. This is the quote, your expectations more than anything else in your life determine your reality. You may or may not agree with this statement but expectations certainly impact our lives and our way of thinking and our actions. There's normal everyday expectations and they can be predictable because we expect them to happen because they generally do. I know that when I drive to work, there'll be a park for me to park in the staff car park. And I'm sure there are things that happen in your day that you know are gonna happen because they generally do and you can have that expectation. There are work and study expectations. I know for some people, there's a dress code for what you need to wear for work. And there's things like punctuality and reliability that your bosses may expect from you. When you're studying, there'll be expectations that you read the course material or the readings. And I can see everyone going, yes, that's what we will do. And you turn up for classes. There's expectations. You know, some of our expectations reflect things we, we can achieve. But then there's other expectations that might be slightly less grounded in reality. And these can be seen as unrealistic expectations. For example, opportunities will just fall into my lap. But you know what? Some things just take hard work. Everyone should like me. But I know working with children, there's just some children that you will instantly connect with and there's other children that you do have to work at it with. It's not because they're necessarily, un, you know, children that you don't like. It's just, it's just the way it is. 
and this one. I can change him or her. You know, as much as I may want someone to change, I tell you now, I believe the Holy Spirit is the best at bringing change and revelation into someone else's life. You know, I can pray for someone, and but you know what ends up happening? The Holy Spirit speaks to, to me about something that I may need to change in. And I'll be like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm praying for that person. But the Holy Spirit knows the best. And He knows how to bring revelation into people's hearts and lives so that they then change. Maybe you've had some of these expectations before and have realised they will not be met or are in the process of realigning your expectations. Then there's personal expectations. And these are expectations that really mean something to us. It could be to do with our relationships with our husbands and our wives and our partners. For example, there's the expectation of mutual trust. There's expectations of commitment to the relationship. There's expectations of shared affection and appreciation for each other. There's expectations with our family and friends. And then there are expectations that have been placed on us by our families, teachers, people in authority and our friends. And sometimes expectations placed on us end up making us behave in a certain way that we normally wouldn't or bring out something in us either with positive or negative outcomes. You know, I had an English teacher in year 12 and she said to us at the start of the year, just want to let you know that I only give about a 12 out of 20 for your essays because my expectation is that you're not going to necessarily be great, but I know you can work towards it. And if I give you a 16 out of 20, then you know you've done a good job. Well, that expectation... And she wasn't saying it to be mean, but that expectation made me rise to that challenge. By the end of this year, I'm going to get a 16 out of 20 for my English because I loved English, so that helped. And can I tell you, I did get a 16 out of 20. What happens when our expectations collide with reality and things either do or don't measure up? especially when it's things that are important to us. You know, expectations plus reality can equal joy, happiness, fulfilment and laughter. But at the same time, expectations plus reality can equal pain, chaos, frustration, challenge and resentment. Is there a way that we can check our expectations? Are our expectations grounded in reality? And are they grounded in God's word and his truth in and for our lives? Psalm 62 verse 5 says this, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He's the one that I love, the one that I trust with my life. I'll wait for you, but for you are my hope. You are my anchor of truth. The message says it like this, God, the one and only, I'll wait as long as he says. Everything I hope for comes from him. So why not? He is solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle. I am set for life. We can totally rely on God. Our expectations may at times waver, 
But our expectation that God is our hope and the anchor for our soul will never, ever change. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is God and He loves and cares for us and we can run to Him and we can be safe. With that in mind, I want to look at the woman in the Bible and her experience with expectations her own expectations and expectations placed on her and what outcomes she experienced. And in Mark 5, 25 to 34, we see her story. And there was a woman that was who, sorry, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realised that power had gone out for him. He turned around the crowd and asked, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. You know, imagine what it would have been like to suffer with an issue, an issue that just won't go away and just keeps coming back. It plays havoc with your health. It plays havoc with your relationships. It plays havoc with your emotions and your relationships. You talk with doctors. You talk with friends and family. And you implement the things that the doctors tell you to do. But there's just no results. And when you get a new strategy, there is that expectation that maybe this time it's going to work. And you have that hope, but then it doesn't happen. So when we meet this woman, she has tried everything. So much so that she has used all her money and all her resources. She is not better. In fact, she is worse. Feeling down, discouraged and without hope. Maybe feeling resentment towards the doctor's that could not offer a cure that worked and resentful for the money that she had wasted. I'm sure we have all experienced issues or things that we don't get an immediate answer or result or healing in. And that, in, that experience of unmet expectations. And she too had expectations. She had expectations on the doctors and on the specialists for a cure on her own resources and her money to be able to pay for the treatment that she was receiving. There were expectations placed on her, especially from the culture of the day. Because of her condition, there were expectations and from people and the norms and the rules of the day. And they expected and what they expected of her. She wasn't meant to be physically close to anyone and certainly not in a crowd of people because she was considered unclean. And these expectations that had been placed on her became her reality. She then experienced that isolation. She was experiencing that stigma. She was seen as unclean and she wasn't able to interact and touch others. 
And there was a shame that she experienced because of those expectations placed on her. And her expectations, which were normal, just going to the doctor to find a solution, began to collide with reality because it wasn't working. The advice, the treatment that she had been receiving, it just wasn't working. Her expectation of getting well wasn't being met. Can you imagine 12 years of unmet, unfulfilled expectations, but not from a lack of trying? Our issues can make us feel isolated. We can be with people but still feel lonely. You know, would they understand if I told them what I'm going through? Would they look at me differently? These are some of the questions that go through our mind and keep us from connecting. But then, but then she heard about Jesus. What was she going to do? How would she find Jesus and how would she get to him? He was often in crowds and people crowding around him and the crowds presented a problem. So how was she going to work it out? She knew the expectations on her and how she was viewed. So what was she going to do? She knew how to go to the doctor. She knew how to use her own resources. But this was different. This was something new, a new expectation. So how did she do this? She moved towards him. Despite the crowds pressing all around him, despite the culture of the day, Despite being seen as unclean, clean, she moved towards him. She could have had used these things as a reason not to press through the crowd, but she didn't. She was still afraid. Hear me, she was still afraid of being found out. But her need to reach Jesus was greater. And how did she find Jesus? In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says this, If you look for me wholeheartedly, You will find me. So how can you and I do this? It may be by talking to people around us that know Jesus. It may be just having those discussions with Jesus. He is your friend and he's willing to listen to you. You may be still unsure. You still may be uncertain. You still may have fears. But just take it one step at a time, moving towards Jesus. You may have preconceived ideas on yourself in that moment. You may have preconceived ideas on Jesus, but it's allowing yourself the chance to take that step towards him, allowing that opportunity in your life that I actually deserve better and that I need more. So because that I'm going to take, even if it's just one step at a time, because that's all I can do right now is one step at a time, but I'm going to make that decision despite my fear to reach out to Jesus. In Psalm 42.1, it says this, As the deer longs or pants for the water, streams of water, so I long for you, O God. And David had this picture in mind when he penned this psalm of a deer being in the shade, but panting and longing so much for water and seeing the water just a couple of metres in front of him and knowing that he he just needed water. But if he took that step out, it could mean the cost of his life. But then his thirst became greater than his fear. Her desire to be well, well outweighed her fear and drew her out of hiding. 
reaching out to Jesus drew her out of hiding. She'd been hiding in shame because of the expectations. She'd been hiding in despair. She'd been hiding in pain. She'd been hiding from emotional and social contact. And she thought, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I just move towards him, and might, by, by this I might just see, see a miracle and a healing in my life. What can I expect when I get there, when I reach out to Jesus? What can you expect this morning when you reach out to Jesus? What happened in her case? She reached out to him and she was healed. But Jesus also knew something had happened. He said, who touched me? But the disciples looked around at him incredulously. You can see the crowds around you. You know they are pressing in on you. But Jesus knew that power had left him. Someone had reached out to him in desperation and in faith and in hope. Even today, Jesus is asking, who reached out and touched me? Who reached out in faith or in pain or with questions? You might see the crowd around you, but Jesus knows that you're reaching out to him because you are needing to see a revelation in your life. You're needing to see breakthrough in your life. You're needing to see answers. Who touched me? And when we reach out to Jesus, He knows. He can single us out in the crowd to let us know that He loves and He cares for us and that He is for us. And it's not to embarrass us. It's not to bring shame, but it's to bring restoration, to bring breakthrough, to bring hope. And He covers us with His grace. Wherever you are right now, Jesus knows who you are and is wanting to meet you just as you are with your questions, with your expectations, with your fears, with your doubts and with your issues because He wants you to know that He is your hope and your comfort and your answer. He is your salvation and your peace. And I just encourage you, if you're feeling that way, just to take that one step towards Him because He will meet you at your point of need. He knows who you are and He wants you to know that He loves you and cares for you so much. In John 3:17, it says, For God not, did not send His Son into this world to condemn, the world, but to save the world through Him. He does not bring condemnation into your life. If you are feeling condemnation, let me tell you, it is not from Jesus. He is your hope. He is your restoration power for your life. And He is the grace that comes and covers you and then protects you and offers you a new way to your life. We may not get the outcome we are expecting, but it is what God is wanting to do. So be open. Be open to how God wants to do things in your life. In Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9, it says this, Because my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We are not alone. We may find ourselves needing help from our friends. Sometimes when we've got issues or struggles, we only see the barriers and the obstacles. But sometimes our friends see the solutions and the strategies that will help us out. 
Like the man who was paralysed and on a stretcher, his friends brought him to meet Jesus, but they couldn't get into the house because of the crowds. But they came up with a solution and lowered him down through the roof while he was still on the stretcher into the house to meet Jesus. And he was saved and he was healed. You know, we can come with our questions, but sometimes the answers or the solutions or the, or the strategies the Holy Spirit gives us are not what we were expecting. The challenge is to accept it and activate it, especially if it means doing something out of our comfort zone. Be open to what God wants to do in your life and how he wants to do it because he knows best. And God may be impressing on you this morning to be the friend who helps show someone to Jesus, to be the solution and not the obstacle. What did she find? She found healing. She found community. She found power. She found acceptance. And she found Jesus. She found peace. And she had rights again because Jesus called her daughter, no longer to be isolated or victimised, but now daughter. No longer just a woman, but a daughter whom Jesus loved. And she found peace. Can you imagine the scene? Can you imagine Jesus saying, who touched me? And her coming towards him in fear and trembling. But the look of love that would have been in Jesus' face towards her. And then extending that by saying, you are my daughter and I love you and I have hope and a life for you. And that's the way He looks at us today. He looks at us today with love. He wants to meet you at whatever you are feeling right now, whatever you are going through right now. He looks at you just as you are with love and acceptance and hope in His eyes towards you. Because He wants to call you son. He wants to call you daughter. He has a hope and a life for you. What can happen with us when we have expectations? Expectations seeing health in our family. Expectations on meeting a partner. Expectations of starting a family. Expectations of seeing a loved one saved. Maybe you have expectations from hearing from God. And if not met, what can happen? There is the potential to find ourselves on the path that can, can lead to resentment. And resentment is that indignation at having not been treated fairly. And for the justice people in the room, they go, Amen. But what can that look like? That can look like becoming angry over little things or feeling irritated and reacting out of this. And it can affect us and it can affect our relationships with other people. You may withdraw or close yourself off to community. But God wants us to be free because it's no way to live. And in Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, driving, uh, there's this portion of road that I drive on when I come into Geelong. And there's all those, these barriers in the middle of the road. And all you can see is concrete and these barriers. But every now and then you see a little shrub of greenery that has somehow managed to make its way up through the concrete. And that just really showed me this with this, this scripture that when there's been deferred hope, when God comes with his answer, 
with His solution, with the best plan for your life. It's like this greenery that just comes out of the concrete of our, of our hearts. And that's what God is wanting to do. It reminds me that there is a tree of life that God is wanting to explode into your heart and your life and bring healing and breakthrough and something new. You know, a few years ago, I had an expectation on something that I was expecting to happen in my life, just one area of my life. And when things didn't begin to go that way, I found myself obviously feeling quite upset. And for those that know me, I do do a lot of crying. And I said, you know, God, I just don't understand. I've placed myself in your hands, but I don't understand why this one area of my life is not meeting the expectations that I was hoping for. So I talked to a couple of my friends and they said, oh, look, this is the way it can be because they'd also experienced similar situations. So I thought, okay, God, maybe I need to change and realign my expectations because what they're saying, there was an element of truth. And my heart, my head at times could go, okay, I can reason this. But my heart and my emotions couldn't. I had good days and I had bad days. But then I noticed that I started acting in a funny way. And I had thoughts that came into my mind that said things like this. You know, it's because maybe you did something wrong a couple of years ago. Now God's getting you back. And I thought, that's not true. I know that's not how my God is. And I know this thought is not from you, Lord. So I need to take that step towards you because I need to align myself to your truth and your word and your hope for my life. But I still was acting in an irrational way. And I thought, oh, this is not me. And I don't want this to affect my relationships because I know I'm a natural withdrawer and a natural withholder and I didn't want to resort to my normal MO. And I didn't want to strengthen my normal MO by acting that way. I thought, God, I need to act a new way. I need to put new strategies and new ways into my life and strengthen them and not my normal MO. So I went to a wise friend and I just said, you know, I've been acting this way and I don't really understand what's going on. And the Holy Spirit revealed to her it was because of resentment and unmet expectation. As soon as she said that, I went, it was like a light bulb moment. Oh, that's what's been going on. And I said, God, you need to help me. You need to help me. And I moved towards you because I don't want to resort to my normal MO. I don't want to withhold. I don't want to withdraw ultimately from you, but then ultimately to other people around me as well. God, I need your help. I need your strength and I need your peace. And I knew that resentment needed to be dislodged from my life and needed to come out of my heart. And this morning, I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in that phase of your life, I just want to encourage you, if you take that step towards Jesus, He just looks at you with love in His eyes and He has a solution and a way that will bring breakthrough into your hearts, into your situations, into your relationships with the people around you. What is God wanting to remind us this morning? That we can move towards Him, that we can have hope in Him. You may not always feel it, but as you continue to move towards Him, you can receive the answers and the breakthrough that you are needing. 
when our desire is fulfilled, it is like a tree of life. It not, may not happen how we expected. We trust you, God, this morning that you will do what you need to do in our hearts and our lives. Let's just bow our heads. Lord God, we just thank you that you are the answer. Lord God, we just thank you that you are our hope. Lord, we just thank you that we can come to you with anything that's on our heart and our mind and you accept us and love us just as we are. And we take those steps towards you this morning because we want restoration. We need breakthrough. We need, we need hope, Lord God. We need healings for our family. We need salvation for our friends. Lord God, we look to you because you are our answer and you are our hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. And I want to give this opportunity for people who don't know Jesus. He is the one that you can trust and turn to. And He loves you and He will never leave you. And I want to give you this opportunity to move towards Jesus this morning. Wherever you are right now, Jesus knows who you are and is wanting to meet you just as you are. And in Romans 10:9 it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And I want us to pray this together. And if you'd like to be included in this prayer, I'd love to pray for you. And if you would be bold enough to raise your hand, I would love to see that hand as well. And this is not to embarrass you, but just so we know. So if you want to pray, repeat after me, Dear Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Saviour and believe that you are Lord. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.